basically we talk about whatever we want. We tend to talk a lot about conspiracy theories and like aliens, ghosts, paranormal, like everything. Like the theme of our show is we just want the truth. So we put information out there to make, so people can make their own decisions. We basically want people to think for themselves. Like here's a subject, here's the information we have. Now you go find out for yourself. So that's kind of what we like to put out there because we don't want to tell people what to think just like we don't want people telling us what to think so it's just hey here's some information go figure it out Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Homewrecker Podcast. I am the Golden Greek Alex Arion, joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Monique, how are you today? I am awesome today, thank you. How are you? Oh, wow. I'm doing fan-freaking-tastic, as always. Absolutely. Wow, you went there right away. <laughs> Wasted no time. Nope. We just were about to uh, introduce to our audience our guest, but we just had the discussion. We're recording this introduction now after After. we've already had uh, the discussion. But I'm going to just say that everybody's in for a treat. Open your mind. Try to let down any barriers that you have any preconceived notions about the world and anything just listen and just kind of listen and try to have an open mind because wow that's all i gotta say is wow this this was probably one of my favorite guests that we've i mean i love all the people we talked to we've had just fantastic guests uh you know some friends of ours some people that we met just through the podcast one of the this was probably one of my favorites. I mean, I mean, granted, it's fresh; it just happened and everything. But wow, like wow! And I'm going to say we're going to have her on again oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I just have a feeling that we're going to be talking to our guest a lot. I hope anyway. Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> because I, I love her. I know I wow. say this about everyone. I'm like, I love her, and I, I know I say I that you. about everyone. But I felt wow. like. We were really on the same frequency with so much. And as you listen, you'll hear, like for our watchers, you're going to see my face and I'll be looking at Alex and I'll be like, oh my gosh, with stuff that she's saying. It's stuff that I've said. For those listening, for our hearers, you're you're going to hear us and I'll, I'll say something like, wait, we've talked about that. And it's just, it, it, it just made me feel like, Yes, I am. Like I am on the right path because everything that I felt inside in my core about what I think is really happening and then here is this other person and they get it. I'm, it's not just something I'm making up. 
And I felt like we really were tapping into the collective and tapping into each other's energy. It was, yeah, it was very, just what a great conversation. And I mean, even, listen, even if you're not, you don't believe in any conspiracies, you don't believe in, and and you just buy everything that, you you know, that you've been told your entire, whatever, you know, if you believe the official narrative of everything, hey, that's cool. That's okay. That's great. I still think you can get something out of listening to this conversation. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited to to get to it. So, uh, without further ado, and, and actually really quick, we mentioned it last week, and I put it in the show notes last week at Human Vibration on Twitter. Yeah, just go and check out the profile and start with the pinned tweet. Good luck, have fun, be open minded. Just be open minded. That's that's it. That's all I can tell anybody. Check out not just her tweets, but the threads that she makes. Like, check it all out because there was stuff that made me think. And then I keep going and I'm reading the thread. I'm like, oh, whoa. And she brought this. And I was thinking about that. There's just so much information. And it's just, we always tell people, we want to put information out there for you. And you do your own research. You come to your own conclusions. Absolutely. This is a great place to look at things from a different perspective and try to see like, how does it make you feel and what does it make you think? And does it make you question anything? But absolutely. I mean, she's what we we always say, question everything. Don't just accept things that are told to you. Question everything. If it's something we say, question it. Do your own research. Don't believe anything I say. I don't want anybody to believe me. I want you to go and just figure it out for yourself. But uh, I think just a very... It's hard to put into words the uh, the it, it was just a very I guess enlightening not I don't know if that's even the right word I can't explain it but just Jay had so much information and and just articulated it so well it was just fa- it was fantastic I'm just really excited so I say yes. without further ado let's get to the interview with uh, JK uh, who is at Human Vibration on Twitter. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. We sure as hell did. So check it out. Here we go. We're here with Human Vibration, a.k.a. Jay. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Hey, Monique. Hi. Hey, Alex. Hey, Monique. It's Hi. so nice to be on your on your show. I'm really happy to meet you guys and to talk with you a little bit before we got rolling. And I, I love what, what your spirit of this podcast is. And uh, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. Yay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we, we are pumped to be talking to you. We actually, in the show that just came out last week, we, I put in the show notes, and I mentioned it on the show too, for people to look at your Twitter, and I said, start with the pinned tweet, good luck. <laughs> so yeah, I wanted to prime luck. people for our conversation, and just like kind of like, we're going to go some places, I think, and maybe hopefully blow some minds, open some eyes, get people open some eyes. thinking yeah, a little differently, exactly. hopefully. Just a fresh perspective. We yeah. don't need any new information. We just need a new way to look at all of the old information. There it is. I think that's that's what I'm that's what I'm all about. So. Yeah. Hey. Awesome. So uh, we were talking a minute ago, and uh, I figured we may as well just start with how did you get into like you're known for your Twitter account, right? Yeah. So how did you get I, into all that? I'm known for my Twitter. I started my Twitter in January of 2020. Um, I'm known for my Twitter now, but 
a little bit about how I got to starting a Twitter is I've always been a really curious person. I've always been a, a contradictory thinker. I've always been like the, even in school, I was always like the annoying kid that was raising their hand being like, well, what about this? You know, <laughs> always kind of thinking like that, always taking like what we're looking at and then trying to see it from a different angle or vantage point or perspective or something. And to the point that almost like that, they just became my thing. Like, like no matter what subject it was, I could be kind of guaranteed to, even, even if it was contradictory from what I even believed, I, I, I found myself always taking an alternate view just to play that role and devil's advocate. It's like a playing of devil's advocate, but sure. you know, it, uh, and so that was just something that my brain always did. And, you know, being curious, I think over time, as I got older, I, I gravitated towards a lot of conspiracies. And I think that a lot of curious people, you know, share that you, you don't get into conspiracy theories if you're not a curious person, right. you know, you really don't care, sure. you know, and there's no reason <laughs> to even like, you know, try to open that door if you're not curious. Um, and I think for a really long time, I, I was into conspiracies in, um, you know, with the spirit of, I was going to, if we could just look at, you know, if we could just go down the right rabbit hole, you know, maybe we'll find, maybe we'll find the truth. Mm -hmm. And I was really good about like looking at all the, you know, the, 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 the anonymous blog postings and the reddits and the, and the, and the message boards and, and, you know, kind of like conjecture, uh, conjecture sleuthing. I was really good at that stuff and yeah. that served me and I found a lot of things and it was really fun. Um, and that was kind of like my relationship with conspiracies was trying to like understand like the darkest, craziest path, uh, just to get a handle on it. Cause I really believed at the end of the day, all the big stories, we just weren't getting the truth. We weren't getting the truth. And so mm -hmm. We have, we have to find, you know, what, well, why aren't they telling us the truth? Well, let's find out. Um, well, it wasn't until really January of last year of 2020 when I started looking at everything in a different way. I started realizing that I was getting super, I was getting really lost down rabbit holes. I was like only in the dark and I was kind of following these these paths that had been created for me to find like all these little crumbs that I would one to the next, to the next, to the next. And I, and I felt like the, the information sources were getting like murkier and murkier and it was like four chans and reddits and all stuff. So it was just getting darker and darker and darker. And I had this personal revelation in January about a very specific case that I am so curious about. And that I'm so like passionate about, and I have an encyclopedic knowledge of all of the things of the case from a conspiracy standpoint. And that's John Benet Ramsey, mm -hmm. the, 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 the murder, uh, the death of John Benet Ramsey. And, um, that is a decades old case. It happened in 1996. So it's been almost 24 years now. Um, almost coming up on a, on a quarter century of this crime being unsolved, seemingly unsolvable. Uh, it was kind of always a fascinating case for me. I remember when I was in college, I had my, like a personal computer, you know, my own laptop. And I remember having like internet access and looking at John Bonet stuff back then and looking at all these like message boards and conspiracy chats and really getting into this idea that she was ritualistically murdered, you know, like a really yeah. dark, 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 the right. darkest situation had happened to her. And that's where I pretty much where I existed with what I thought about the case you know, for my adult life. And then again, January of last year was this like almost out of nowhere. 
I had this new understanding of the case where I, I saw it in a completely different way. I had this new understanding of technology. I had this new understanding of media and and manipulation of media. And also I have a background in like digital design and mm-hmm. just the, the dig- digital, you know, digital representations of reality, uh, 3D graphics, uh, all these like different interchanges were kind of like in my brain. And I found this website called um, thispersondoesnotexist.com. And this website for me was, I think the brain training exercise that I required to, to make, to, to make the leap. Like if I had, I not seen this website, I don't think, I don't think any of this would have happened. I don't think my Twitter would have happened. I don't think anything like I wouldn't have figured out it was about John Bonnet. So I've been looking on this website. Uh, this person does not exist. This person does not exist.com. And it's a repository of faces that appear to be like human faces, like someone you would just see on their Facebook profile, just click and you a face and then you refresh and a face and refresh and a face. But what you have to realize is none of these faces are real. These faces are fabricate. These faces are are computer generated um, fabrications of faces, like a computer gener- generated, you know, ideation of a face, um, and you begin to see anomalies. Like once you once you understand that it's not a real face, you start to see some weird stuff going on with like the ears or like the background, yes. like weird yes. stuff happening, like mm-hmm. mutants kind of. And you're like, how did I miss this on the first couple of? You know, right. How did I even miss this? But it's interesting because what happens is your your brain is expecting to see a face, mm-hmm. and your brain is a really sophisticated facial recognition engine, and and because of that, like it becomes really efficient with its facial pattern recognition, and it will almost like explain away anomalies. It just like won't see them. It just it just hmm. will it will just like yeah. zoop. Like you just can't even see it, and your brain just just eliminates that from your cognition. You can see it with your eyes, but you can't cognate it with your brain. Um, and so, for the first couple of images, you don't notice any of these anomalies. But after time, your brain kind of, that that part kind of like dulls and dulls and dulls, and then all of a sudden, you're like, "What is going on with these faces?" And they all look really fake. So I had done that a few times, that exercise, like kind of going to that website and getting to the point where like I could clearly see all the faces were fake. And a few days later, uh, I looked again, I was just like a hobby. Like let me look at the John Bonnet face, yeah. <laughs> dive back into that, my favorite, my favorite case. Yeah. And the first thing I just Googled her name. And the first thing that I noticed was that she looked fake. She just, I was like, oh, am I on the website again? Like what, oops, you know, what happened? Yeah. I, I, I saw the, her face looking back at me and the, my, my gut visceral, visceral reaction was, this is not a, a, a genuine human face. This is a digital, these eyes are not real. The face is, the, the face, facial shapes and nose and mouth and, and hair and all these things, but it's not a real human face. It felt to me like a digital I want to talk about that because the first time I went to the website, so Alex told me about it. He's like, you got to check this out. I'm like, okay. And I am really good at picking up flaws, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Did you see it right away? Right right away. Right away. Right away. Yeah. I found so, I found so many things and I'm looking at it like, oh my God. Like most people don't see that. I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke because it was supposed to be so obvious. Like the teeth, a lot of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see the The teeth? teeth The eyes. Mm -hmm. The eyes are really big. They're always soulless. Empty, empty eyes. Yeah. yeah. And also, too, there's there's something about it. There's either the reflections not there or off. There's specks. 
the neckline mm-hmm. there's issues there's mm-hmm. so many different things there was That's one so we saw where it was actually like they were gonna put glasses on the guy and then maybe mm-hmm. faded it out and you could mm-hmm. see like a reflection or something and I'm just like this has to be a joke like obviously this is fake and there was just something about it and I'm just like so you had a totally different reaction. You kind of re- you were like, what is this site? Why I was do people like, even look at this? I was like, yeah. are they, like, how photoshopped are these? And so then we talked yeah. about JonBenet. And the, my problem with every picture I tried to look at her, it was so blurred. It was almost a lot, of it blurred, very blurry. a lot of blurry. And I feel like I can't really see anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, these seem really photoshopped and Mm -hmm. I know they say you know she's a little girl in beauty pageants and all this makeup but I was just like I don't know it it was just something weird so there's an inauthenticity to the photos that she has there's there's a there's a a, a, an excess of them first of all like for a girl that only participated in pageantry for one year from age five to six Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know when she went to school, she was taking, doing so many pageants and taking so many pictures and, and winning so many trophies and all the, and so she only participated in like a handful of pageants, but there's these like photos from the crime scene that show this trophy room that just has like, like 80 trophies in it. And it, 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 it feels like the, the, like the set dressing of this, of this um, scene was a little excessive yeah. and the photography is really important. There's just so much of it mm-hmm. and it just got, it just got avalanched onto the public uh, in little, in, in, first in little drips, there was a few photos that got released. Uh, the first two photos, one was um, one where she's wearing this magenta t-shirt and it's the very first photo and her eyes are like big and black and she has blue eyes. So it's very significant that the first photo of her mm. have the wrong eyes because her, her eyes are significantly, they're like crystal blue. And so for her to have shark eyes on her on her mug sh- on not her mug shot but her yeah. her missing photo missing persons photo because yeah. at first it was a missing persons case when they thought yeah. she was ransomed with the ransom note right. I'll, I'll get into that but um yeah so the first image of her is is you know this it looks like a digital creation and there's this magenta shirt she's wearing and the second photo is her in this really elaborate magenta uh um pageant dress which is really similar to kind of like the honey boo boo pageant dress that we see all the time now like this this particular magenta dress Mm. has found its way into again like these scenes like there's even a thing of anderson cooper with like the honey boo boo dress in the background and tom hanks holding like this honey boo boo dress but it's not the honey boo boo dress it's the john benet dress repackaged it's interesting like this case just just even though it's old it's still around. It's still enveloped into our collective conscious. And even today, there's new news about JonBenet Ramsey's death and murder. We haven't gotten any closer to solving it, but there's like headlines about. There's even a new doc, a, a new documentary on on Netflix. There's multi. There's a new 2020 thing and a new 60 Minutes thing just just came out. Jeez. This is all within the. You know, it's it's uh it's excessive for this case. I mean, we are coming up on the 24th, almost 25th anniversary, but it's like it's just been going on for a really long time. This case um, is fascinating on a lot of levels. And the pageantry is something that we kind of talked about that, that the photo, the photos are such a big part of it because I think it was a, um, from how I view the case, the photos themselves kind of proved as this, this, this brainwashing technique and tool to saturate our consciousness with photos of uh, images that are not real. 
but we are told they're real. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're being shown X and told Y. And even though our brain knows X is X and Y is Y, and uh, over time, if we're shown X and told Y enough, our brain will just, just like a railroad track, will just immediately like flip, flip its little way and Mm -hmm. you'll go this way and go that. Our brain will begin to do that. Our brain will begin to, without our knowledge, without a really foresight or understanding or our brain will just begin to switch over into this new way of thinking and just accept all these things as, as, as real when, when they're not. And we see them as real, even when actually, when you really examine them, we start to notice some anomalies. You know, if we, if we look at them with a very specific set of eyes, Monique, you've already got this like natural inclination (laughs) for it. But, um, you know, I'm very, I'm so fascinated that you could, you could see it when you first visited the site because I couldn't for sure. Even now, sometimes I go back and the first picture I see, I can't tell. I'm like, God, this site's good. Like even yeah. me, even yeah. me, human vibration. That's like everyone's fake. This person's fake. <laughs> I, I, you know, I call everyone fake. Uh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. I'm like, you, you got me website. <laughs> I actually, but, uh, I compared. So I was like, okay, I'm looking at these pictures and I compared it to pictures of like myself and my family. Cause I wanted to so see yeah. if like, if I could feel a difference, if I could see a difference. And one of the things that was weird, and I mean, one could say it's just because I know my family when I see the pictures, but I just felt more life. And oh, the life in the eyes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And the, so like, the I'm, life behind the sparkle. yeah, know. it was, it was just, it had a different feeling. Um, I, it's the hard eyes, to explain. They either have it or they don't. Like yeah. we've, we've heard that, you know, and, and the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel yeah. like when, you know, when we see these images that are digitally composed, there's no, they're, they're voids. Mm-hmm. They're not windows to the soul, but they're voids to the abyss. You know, they're just like, there's nothing there. There's no human spark. There's no light behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. And it's weighty. It's like a shark eye, you know, it's yeah. a yeah. black eye. Yeah, yeah. I know you wanted to in, in on the theme of people who weren't real. I know you wanted oh, to bring well, up a certain person. I mean, I know with the with the staying with the John Bonet thing just for uh, yeah. another minute or two. We we were talking about the pageants, and yes, you did some research into those pageants. Oh yeah, yeah. Even even like with so her the, mom and yeah. the pageants and stuff like that. So do you want to just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, about the pageants. So this was one after I had already started to understand that I needed to look at this case in a different way. Let me approach it in a different way. Maybe there's, you know, if if I'm right about her not being real, like I got to take a new look with with that as my lens. Right. And one of the things I kept thinking about was the pageant, the pageantry, the pageants themselves. Like it was really a blinding portion of the of the story it was such a big it was such a big part of the story and the pageants allowed for many things within the story the pageants allowed for this hypersexualization of this young girl because she was being it, it, it paraded around seemingly it allowed for this umbra of suspicion to be placed over the parents for for, for putting seemingly putting their innocent young angel yeah. in harm's way right. dressing her up like a french prostitute and parading her in front of middle-aged men to be judged for her appearance right it's crazy it's pretty crazy when mm-hmm. you see the pictures and she looks like a little harlot i don't know what to say like she yeah. looks like a like she's the, she's the epitome they made john benet the epitome of light and dark the angel purity 
and also the the ost, you know the 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 vespers of of adult uh, darkness you know they they, right. they they and she looks like Marilyn Monroe like they they made her look like an adult in a in a child a little angel child's body um so the that goes back to again the visualization uh so anyway i i knew that the pageants were a big deal because the pageants were a mechanism mm. to allow for so many other parts of this case to blind us like to take us in all these directions because without the pageants we wouldn't have had all these ideas about the mom ideas about the dad ideas about neighbors photographers all these things like it, it really allowed the the case uh, spider web to 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 go really wide and far yeah. away from the center, far away from the truth. So um, the pageants, I something kept saying, like, look at the pageants, look at the pageants, and all it took was just a little bit of digging to just a, just a t- just literally like one layer back from the onion, the peeling the onion back to realize that these pageants don't, the, the particular pageants, the, the, the world of pageantry exists, child pageantry is, is it happens and it's weird. But the, the world of John Bonet's pageants, the pageants that she is supposed to have won, that world doesn't seem to exist outside of the context of John Bonet. It's almost as if she was the first, last, and only contestant in any of these pageants. They only existed the year that she did it. Nobody else has ever competed in those pageants no future pageants of those things they and i list and i I go into great detail on each of in in my thread and i kind of dive into each of the pageants and i was sharing this in real time i was like looking at these things in real time and going like nope there's another one and like i was looking at each pageant like let's look into this one here's the next one she's supposed to win let's look into that and i was i think that's what made the thread kind of magical is it wasn't really pre-planned in a way it was more of like hey i'm looking into this case i'm finding some really crazy stuff i'm going to share this with everybody because i think it's i think something big is going down here and i can't really share with anybody else in my life because no ever you know i'm just you know (laughs) i just have to be normal quote unquote so i was like i yeah fuck normal yeah fuck normal as as last year has taught me i I, yeah fuck normal (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, so, you know, the pageants, once I realized that the pageants themselves were up for scrutiny in a way that had never been done before, nobody's ever looked at the pageants. Why would we look at the pageants? Right. Why? Yeah. Why would we look into the pageants? There, there's no reason to. Right. But I, but that's, but that is, that goes back to my contrarian thinking. That goes back to the way that I've always approached everything in my life. I've always gone, hold on, let's take a step back. Let's play this game called look at it from a def- from another angle. And it's always served me. And even though it annoys the hell out of some people in <laughs> my life, it always has and been an Achilles heel for me personally at times, you know, uh, I really think that it's, it's required is like just a new way of looking at things. And, uh, so, so the job in a realization that this, 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 this explosion into our news cycle could be a fabricated um, kind of like Hollywood theatrics instead of like a real explosion. Like mm-hmm. it, it really was. It was it was a Hollywood production for all intents and purposes. And uh, I kind of want to jump into the technology of John Bonet. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Going back to what we talked about with this this person does not exist.com, the website with the generative, the faces where every time you refresh, it's a fake face. So the technology behind that website is called GAN, G-A-N, and that's Generative Adversarial Networks. And what that means is it's machine learning based on 
inputs of information, of data sets. And these inputs can be anything. It can be cars, where you feed it a thousand photos, a million photos of cars. You feed a machine a million photos of cars and then tell it, give me a car that looks like this type of car. And it will. It will take all those cars that it learned and categorized and indexed and, mm-hmm. and scrutinized. And then it will be able to output a, 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 an interpretation depending on how sophisticated the machine is the interpretation can be really extraordinary even better than what we could imagine in real life or it can mm. look like extra or lifelike you know a lifelike representation or it can be really shitty and look like a you know like like those faces yeah. the ears <laughs> over here yeah. you know the, the wheels could be all falling off or something but so gan so it with what it could do for cars like you could feed you could also feed it faces and facial features and then have it output you know if you if you imagine this machine learning software gobbling up our social media our facebook photos our our instagram photos every every um every node every tiny point that we every data point that we feed into the machine it learns something about us it learns something about how we operate how we think what we look like uh, how we look like when we're doing the things that we do. Yeah. Um, it, it understands, it begins to understand the anim- the animation element of the human, mm-hmm. of the human experience. And it, then it can learn that it can learn that. And so this technology to take in these inputs and export something that appears like that, this has existed for a long time. This is not new today. It, it, it exists today. We see it today. We see these really sophisticated, um, you know, even Snapchat filters where you can have like a puppy dog ears yeah. tracking your face as you go around or like, go, you know, and it can do some you know, sophisticated things. It's not just puppy dog ears. It's, it's whole identities can be layered on. You're like a, 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 an entire, an entire other face can be put upon my face. An entire other being can be put upon my being. And I just am the the background puppetry, the digital puppetry that's that's kind of operating that's in the overlay upon me. And that technology is, is kind of new to us because we're experiencing it through our social media channels and it's kind of, we see it all the time now, but that technology is not new. It's just new to us. And that technology has existed for a really long time, for many, many, many decades. And I believe that that technology is is part, is what allowed the JonBenet story to mm-hmm. to have to take place to, to be created it was it, i believe john benet ramsey is not a a true living breathing human being i believe that she always was and always will be a a, a, a in pixels existing in pixels and on paper only and she she never actually existed in 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 the world as you and i as you and i do and i think that that's not as I think that that sounds wild, but I don't think it's that uncommon. I think that many, many people, idols, uh, traumatic victims, I think that there's there's an un, unimaginable number of of people that we believe to be true, true, true being, true, true human beings amongst us, but they actually never exist in real life. They are just projections, identities, creations, characters. Um, yeah. A lot of maybe stars, Hollywood stars, maybe never existed in the way that we we think they are. We think they are, they 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 exist. They are just playing playing a role, literally playing a Hollywood yeah. role. Yeah. Um, 
And that technology, it, it, it's not just tangential to the story. It's actually core to the story because JonBenet Ramsey's father, if you guys know the, the kind of nitty-gritty of the story, he was a successful, business, successful businessman. His company, Access Graphics, was acquired by Lockheed Martin in the early 90s. That's the reason they moved to Boulder. Access Graphics was a computer kind of reseller. Uh, they were a billion-dollar company in the early to mid 90s mm-hmm. and they didn't even make anything so that tells you that they were involved in some high high volume transactions of some high dollar equipment and what was this equipment doing and what was their relationship with lockheed martin well this equipment was what was running these sophisticated 3d rendering these microchip these these, these software systems these chip systems these microchips to allow for 3d graphics capabilities that were being introduced into uh like a computer gaming system like sega a 3d 3d gaming systems at the time yeah really low level like what the public was seeing at the time the 3d gaming systems that we were seeing at the time were like super silly yeah. but um the capability for what we have today existed then like mm-hmm. the same chips the, the same so the same crazy. graphics yeah. it's it's just what we saw what, what we were allowed to see of course yeah. They drew, yeah. they, it just wasn't there you know yeah. it's, it's always decades light years ahead you know, yeah like yeah. light years ahead um and so that technology so it's the, the, it's so weird to me or it's just too coincidental that the, the, that the technology to allow this to even happen this notion of an of a manufactured identity that this is the technology that her dad did like right. what yeah you know? like yeah you know i feel like the fabric of reality the fabric of deception it is so woven and once you see it for what it is you'll see all these things connect there's this one photograph of, of Ghislaine Maxwell in the background of a John Benet Ramsey photograph. And for me, what? when I first found that image, that was, um, it was very early. That was in January when I was first kind of being going like, what the, what the, what is going on? Yeah. But when I saw that image, I knew that this was, this was a physical manifestation of the Ouroboros, which is the snake eating its own tail which was the story collapsing in on itself. Mm-hmm. Ghislaine Maxwell in the background of a JonBenet Ramsey photo can mean two things. It can mean that this story is so incredibly large that JonBenet Ramsey was, in fact, mixed up in the, in, in the entire Epstein scandal, validating a, uh, an unimaginably horrific waterfall cascade of unspeakable horrors and crimes in that direction if these stories were to to, to meet um and be true yeah if john ramsey was an essentially also an epstein victim that was one part my brain was i could have gone that way Uh but i was already tipping i was already tipped tipped towards this other way of looking at it and i went nope there it is that is my tell that is the tell for me that this is so unbelievably I'm seeing the weaving together again of the deception. Mm -hmm. This is not the truth revealing itself to me. This is the woven deception revealing itself to me. This is the snake coming back to eat its own tail. This is the Ouroboros. This Mm -hmm. is, this is for me. And that was like, Oh, it's on. We're doing this. We're doing, yeah. This girl did not exist. People are going to ask, why would they do that? Why, why on earth no. would they do oh, that? God, why would they do that? Okay. Um, why would they do that? Because everything in our world is fake. 
our, our, our entire existence, our entire human endeavor, what we understand as the, the slow and steady march from cradle to grave, it is a, we're on a false path. We're on a, we're on a, we're on a falsely paved path on, on, and we're headed in the wrong direction Mm -hmm. and we're put on that direction by people that love us and that don't even, that don't know better. And because they were put on that direction by people that love them and didn't know better. But I think we're at this weird time when technology is at a certain point, our understanding at a certain point, we are aware in a way that we've never been before. We're kind of looking around going like, shit, we're heading in the wrong direction. You're like, what? What? I think that we're now like, we have like a collective, I believe an inner light that is shining really, 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 really bright. An inner light that is combating all the false light, all of the, all the deception. Deception is nothing more than shadow play. Deception is the manipulation of light and shadow. That's it. And whoever controls the light controls the, the severity of the shadows. And uh, I think that when we're given all of our information through the media, that is a form of false light. And we are taking in all of that information all day long, all day, every day, false light in the morning, in the, you know, in the afternoon. And that's just one portion of it. But going back to the, the path being paved, the human ex- endeavor being paved, like everything we do from, you know, the, the dream that we're sold about what it means to be a successful human. I don't think any of that's real. I think that it's, I think that uh, I'm a walking quote unquote success story in the sense that I followed that path and it's given me a beautiful, it was, it's given me a beautiful existence um, and it has served me, but that doesn't mean it's real. I can still go, go, God, I'm just part of the machine too. Like I, I'm, I played the game, um, but I'm actually making very specific, very conscious and very specific moves to untether myself from a lot of like the, the chains that have the, of the American dream of like what I, all the things that I really believed I needed to make myself a whole person. I'm actually now going, Oh man, like none of this is really me. None of this is really what I is what I'm about. And I'm, I'm consciously laying those things down, even though they have served me in a very specific way and made me mm-hmm. feel accomplished in a very specific way. I'm laying them down mm-hmm. and I'm going, I'm heading in a new direction, which is very scary, but it's like a Buffalo, you know, you got to put your head down and head right into the wind. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to get there fast. Absolutely. You know? I've been so, saying for like over a year, I'm like, it's all an illusion. Everything in front of you is an illusion and it's set up that way on purpose. And people are just adding to that, especially with like social media, but it's been going on forever where people just give an illusion. So just to put it as simple as people make their lives look like it's perfect. It's falling apart on the inside, but on the outside. I'm guilty of that. And and that's what happens is, oh, well, they're perfect. So I need to be perfect. And it's this trickle effect and it's, you know, having kids who are like, hey, you know, do you see what I see? Oh, no, no, we don't talk about that. No, don't ever tell people because that's unacceptable or you're going to be labeled. And so it's like we've Mm -hmm. been conditioned to kind of just put on this facade of what is like acceptable and what people like. It's like, what is aesthetically pleasing for people to have to see? And mm-hmm. it's just all bullshit. And it's all bullshit. it is. And so I like, we've said it on our show before, like people just be who you are. Who cares if you're a hot mess? Be, be the hot mess you are. 
like and we talked about like we we don't really even edit anymore because we want people to see us warts and all like we're not perfect you know And, and that's what people need to start realizing like nobody's perfect it's all an illusion it's all bullshit and the sooner people start accepting that the easier it's gonna be but some yeah, people just it, can't let go. It's it's heavy to live with expectations of everyone else your entire life. Like mm-hmm. we carry around an extraordinary burden that we didn't ask for mm-hmm. and that we don't even want. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I went I went to I went to university, I went to four year college. I didn't learn shit. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I learned maybe how to go to class with a hangover, you know, on uh, for like get up and you know still make it to my seven thirty lab that I inexplicably yeah. signed up for. <clears throat> and I learned how to kind of um, exist exist within be be accepted within a certain range, but not like make any waves or. But you know, I feel like all the learn. But I, you know, I, I suffered an incredible death for for that privilege of not much to show for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of a lot of us we we show. But it's like I had to go to college because that was just part of my my story. That yeah. I I never once questioned, am I going to go or not? I just immediately knew that I was going to take on an extraordinary student loan. And then work, you know, and that's just the way it was going to go because I was going to go to college. And that's just how, that's just, I, I didn't ever think twice about it. Um, and I was never really given the opportunity to, to think about, you know, uh, what I would like to do. But I don't think kids are really allowed to think like that anyway. I don't think kids could make those great decisions at that age because we don't empower children to do anything. Mm-hmm. We don't, we brainwash them for their entire lives and we yeah. rob them of their childhood. We rob them of their kid magic and their kid spirit and all the best ideas come in childhood mm-hmm. because we are not encumbered by this adult bullshittery. We are just, we're just, we have like the best ideas. Some of my, some of my I think my most profound me-isms that, that I feel like stick with me to this day are things that I discovered in, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. And then adulthood is just, you know, we just, we don't ever want to do that. We don't, we don't want to ever celebrate that in our child again. But um, I think curiosity is, is something that's, that if you, if you're, if you're an adult and you retain a spark of curiosity, that's like hugging your inner child. That's, um, that's like celebrating your inner child. And I think that that is a really wonderful way to approach life is just with an, with an innate, innate curiosity. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to be a disbeliever or a negative person or like a naysayer or anything like that. Just a curiosity about like, oh, I want, you know, oh, that's, that's interesting. I wonder what what else, like, oh, I heard that connects to that. Or that, you know, like always trying to connect things to yeah. a greater meeting. Um, and yeah, instead of just like accepting everything as base. You yeah. Know, know. You yeah. said, like you said before, it's like, I'm curious. And curious. that is something like our six-year-old he will question everything and we've kind of brought him up like yeah do question everything question us like don't talk back to us and be rude about it but question if you don't get something question it ask and so he asks things all the time and he's like i'm just curious and it's like i I I say that all the time it's the cutest thing in the world it's like i'm just curious and i'm like i'm gonna start saying that i'm just curious love that expression it's yeah. so tr- it's so honest and there, you know and I think that I knock on a lot of locked doors or I jiggle the locks of a lot of locked doors I idea wise I question a lot of things mm-hmm. that probably shouldn't through you know when I'm looking around like I know <laughs> I, the reason I have an alias of human vibration is because 
I know that I'm, I'm, I'm barking up some trees that haven't been barked up in a really long time or have never been barked up or, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking in places that I probably shouldn't be looking sometimes. And do you get but nervous I, with that? Because like, I was surprised that one, you'd be on our show and two, mm-hmm. that like you're doing a video with us because I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, this person needs to stay safe, like what they're talking about, because it's I'm not weird. Of anything. That's no, awesome. I, I really, I used to be, I used to be really guided by fear. My first year of human vibration was like, oh, I've got to be the most anonymous person on the planet, and I have to be so so secretive. And then I realized, I cannot say, don't fear anything. The the boogeymen don't exist. The powers that be aren't powerful. I cannot say that and be scared and be hiding behind. I still like the endeavor of having like human vibration. It, I like, I like the feeling of, cause I do have another voice inside of me. I do like, I, I have, I, I'm exploring, this is another voice that I'm exploring. I'm exploring this really curious side that doesn't get expressed in my real quote unquote date, my quote unquote real life, my, my day to day life. This yeah. is, this is a, this is a different, this is a different expression of, of myself. And I like that it has a different name to it because it kind of allows me to explore it at, a little bit more freely, a little mm-hmm. bit like a, dis- a dissociation with yeah. it. I don't feel embarrassed about like, oh, does that sound good? Or I just, I just write it out. Like I, I, I don't it. feel beholden because like people, oh, people are going to think that I'm, they're going to make us like, no, if I can just hide behind human vibration, then, that, then I, I feel free by it. But but um, I no longer feel like a fear of, oh, I have to be totally anonymous because if anybody knows anything about me, then I'm going to, you know, be snatched up or something. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't fear that anymore. I love that. I've actually never received any sort of negativity of all the crazy things I talk about. I, I can't, I don't even have one example where someone it. has come at me Good. in a negative way, made me feel un, unsafe in any way. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty, it's been pretty incredible. The amount of, of dialogue that, um, I've, I've allowed, I've opened, I've allowed, um, people can message me and people do, and people ask me questions all the time. Um, but out of all of it, I'm I, like, there's no, there's no hate. There's, it's all positivity. It's all curiosity. Awesome. It's very cool. It's awesome because I look at it and I don't want to speak for you, but I look at it like there. Here's this person putting themselves out there, putting these different thoughts out there. Mm-hmm. And when you put yourself out there, you open yourself up. But the stuff you put is so interesting, and it really makes you think. And I love that stuff. I know Alex loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, yeah. get us thinking. And I like it too. yeah, and it's just like so. I, you know, I think like, oh, okay, I always try to be respectful of people because I feel like we all have our own path. And if somebody's not quite somewhere yet, I need to be respectful of that. But hearing you say that, like, no, and I can't be afraid. I was like, I love that because I think fear is a prison of the mind. You know, it's just, 100%. yeah. 100%. And, and so it's just like, like, I'm just listening to you like, fuck yeah, she gets it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. I just get so excited. Um, I do have yeah. to ask you. Yes. You mentioned the magenta dress with Jean yeah. Benet and the color scheme that you talk about. Can you talk a little bit about that for our listeners so they can understand it? Okay, so magenta, 
color. It's pink. It's that highly vibrant shade of pink, hot mm-hmm. pink. It's the same color that Jackie O, her her outfit, um, you know, her famous famous oh boy. dress suit. And, yeah, yeah, the assassination suit. It was magenta. So magenta is an interesting color because it lies at the very center of this this phenomenon, this color this color theory application called the line of purples. And let me back up by just explaining purple. So purple is a, you know, it's a color we all know. It's a very, it's a pretty color. It's a ubiquitous color. We see it everywhere. But purple is interesting because it's not actually on the visible light spectrum. Purple does not exist. It's red, orange, yellow, uh, G- red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. And violet is, is not purple. Uh, violet is actually a shade of deep blue, like an ocean, like a deep ocean blue is, mm-hmm. is violet. Roses are red, violets are blue. Mm-hmm. So we right. know violets are blue. So where does purple come from? Well, purple doesn't exist in just the flat visible light spectrum. The visible light spectrum actually has to go into another dimension from 2D into 3D space in order to create the illusion of, of purple. So when, when the 2D spectrum or goes into 3D space, it creates another dimension and it wraps around itself to where the opposite, the polar opposite ends of red and violet, so red and blue, they wrap around and they meet. And they're not supposed to meet, but they meet. And in that boundary, in that boundary where they're coming together, almost like a magnet's going like, like you you want to stick them together, but they don't quite stick together. Well, that's exactly what's happening with the opposite ends of the red and blue spectrum. So they're meeting together, but they're not quite meeting. They create this energy field in the middle called the line of purples. And it's the mixing of red and blue. And we know red and blue creates purple, Mm -hmm. but it's a bunch of, it's it's a very, it's a whole spectrum of shades. It goes from a really like highly reddish purpley color to in the middle this pure pink magenta that's at the very very center of the line of purples and then you go again towards the blue and then you get like a kind of like a purpley bluish color but it's a whole host a whole range of shades all purples all along with what's called the line of purples and purples don't again they don't exist in the visible light spectrum they only exist in this field a straight line across the the color light diagram the 3d the measurement of light in in color space and it, and it creates a barrier. It really creates this fence, this straight line, this fence in, in color space called the line of purples. And so purple is what's happening when, when the purples mix in this field called the line of purples. What's happening in our brain is our brain is trying to make sense of this magnetic energy, of this frenetic energy that's happening with these opposing colors that aren't supposed to meet. They're not supposed to be together. Our brain's like, What's going on? And so our brain, and we've kind of talked about what our brain does with faces. Our mm-hmm. brain does all sorts of things without our knowledge. Our brain does all sorts of things that are optical illusion-y that we just, mm-hmm. we don't even know what's going on, but our brain does these things for us. Mm-hmm. And so when our brain is trying to comprehend the wrapping of the spectrum, it sees, experiences this range of purples. And the purple does not actually exist in reality. It exists only, we're not, we're not taking it in with our eyes because mm-hmm. it's not a true color. We are experiencing the color in our brains, in our mind. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, it's a pure expression uh, of our mind. And that is why uh, people with color blindness, a lot of them struggle. A lot of the, the color blindness affects specifically shades uh, for some people, there's different t- types, but uh, a very specific type of, of or a common type of um, color, color blindness is uh, the inability to see shades along the line of purples, purples, pinks, 
um, like they're, they just can't see it. Their brain's just like, nope, uh-huh. <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. we're not doing that. Like we're yeah. not doing that. We're not participating in that illusion. Sorry, we're checked out. And so I think that's kind of interesting that yeah. like, some people's brains just straight up don't, don't allow for this to take place. And um, so, so purple is, if you once you understand that in order for us to experience the shade of purple, as common as it seems, and if you watched the inauguration today, you probably saw purple everywhere. Everyone seemed to be wearing a purple outfit. It was kind of overkill how much purple we saw on screen today. I didn't, but, I didn't um, watch it, yeah. but I saw some still photos afterwards. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and I was like what? Purple. Okay, yeah. this is really the color of the year. Yeah. So, you know, if you understand that when we when we see purple, it 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 means that a process that's happening in our brain is an illusion. Like we're having an illusion, mm-hmm. and so the color purple. It's itself, it, it, it comes to represent illusion. So when we see purple, it's telling us that an illusion is afoot. An illusion is in front of us. Illusion is taking place. And, uh, and that's the tr- that sometimes when we see this in imagery, um, even if the, the, the story itself is, com- is completely conflicting, it has, uh, is, is telling us one thing. The photo, if, if, there's, if, there's, if the photo is saturated in purples, um, it's an indication that what we're the, the information that we're receiving is not is not genuine, but the visual cues we're receiving have the greater truth. They always say a picture is worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. So if you see a short headline that's scary about some horrific thing that's happening or just happened or going to happen, and the picture is all purple and pink, well, it's an indication that the headline is actually telling, or the headline is telling you, uh, is, is misdirecting you. And, and the truth is, is lying in, in the photo, which is saying like, don't believe, don't believe this headline. <laughs> None mm-hmm. of this is real. Like, it's just not real. Uh, this is all an illusion. So, so be, you know, worry not. And that is actually, that is actually the most interesting part of this whole experience for me is people reaching out, um, once they see the purples, like first they'll be like, what's going on with purple? And I'll be like, well, here's what to look out for. And they'll be like, I don't, I don't believe you. And then they'll be like, what'd you do? You turned on purple. Why is the world purple? Everything's purple. But what I think is, is really interesting is once, it, once these, once there's an awareness, once there's like the base point of awareness and then, and then you start to see it and then you kind of start to apply maybe just some like general rules of like what it could mean. I think people, have, <clears throat> I've noticed that a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, I'm not scared anymore. I'm not scared by these. Like I watched the news last night and I saw the story and they were talking about all these deaths, but it was all purple. And I was just like, next, you know, <laughs> like yeah. unfazed, a, a feeling yeah. of being unfazed. And I, I liken that to a superpower. Like you're now immune uh-huh. essentially from this sub layer of deception that could exist just just right all around us, you know, through the media, through our inputs, through our, you know, our channels that we're receiving our information from. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a really cool thing to keep an eye out for. Um, I do have people that keep me, you know, keep me honest and say like, you're just focusing on the purples too much and you're, you're part of the problem now, you know, like you're feeding the beast <laughs> of, the, of the purples. And, um, so yeah, I'll admit, maybe. when you when I first heard about you, you were talking about the purples. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no. Well, my two favorite colors are purple and green. 
and I especially oh, love them together. Cool. And then, yeah, so yeah. then, like, I'm, I'm understanding it. Like, I was like trying to read more about it and understand it more. I was like, I want to bring that up because people who are learning about this might say, "But I love purple or I love pink." Yes. And then I, just today, you talked colors. about I know. And then today, you talked about green being opposing to purple. Yes. And I'm like, how yeah, funny is that? Like my two favorite colors. <laughs> I'm gobbling up all the good colors. I know. Well, it's, it's interesting. And I'm glad you brought up green because it, it is true. For every shade of uh, along the line of purples, there is a corresponding shade, uh, an opposing but corresponding shade of green. Mm-hmm. So from like from really blue purple to red purple, there's an opposing color on the other side from like yellow, yellow green to mm-hmm. blue green. And they kind of, they have, and, and they meet in the middle with magenta and then hyper green, like lime green. Those two are, those two are, um, are this, like sister, sister colors. And it's interesting because magenta is the height of the illusion. And then the lime green is the color of green screen technology. So it's almost like, it's, it's almost like he, here's the illusion and then here's how we pull it off. You know, yeah. like they're on the same they're, they're, I, I find that very fascinating that yeah. it's not just like it's not just any green it's it's green screen green that matches with magenta which is the center the nexus point the purest point of the illusion and magenta the word magenta magic enter it's it's like come on you know yeah. I mean, Jackie's, yeah. Jackie's outfit was magenta that day and um, and she wasn't even just wearing magenta. So the line of purples is interesting because it's violet, magenta, and red. And you either see purple in an image, and it's just represented as like purple, and you see purples, or you see these colors in a flash. You see like a spot of violet, like blue, and you see like a pink thing here, and then a red thing here. And, and that is also a tell that they're, they're working together. Mm-hmm. And so that day, so these three colors together too also work as a purple. And so that day, uh, Jackie was wearing her pink suit she was carrying red roses which she wasn't supposed to she was supposed to carry yellow roses because that's the color that's the rose of texas or the right, flower yeah. of texas yeah. right. so she was supposed to be handed yellow roses she wasn't she was handed red roses pink magenta jacket red roses and she's carrying inexplicably a blue a blue handbag a violet handbag which did not go with her outfit because her her suit was black and pink mm-hmm. and you don't carry blue you don't carry navy. You don't wear navy shoes if you're right. wearing black. And so, so her blue handbag stuck out with her red roses, with her magenta outfit. She was a, a physical manifestation of the major points of the line of purples, from, from red to magenta to blue to violet. And uh, so it's interesting when you see that. And like that whole day was just a magic spell. That whole day was, I, was, a, was a spell. I completely agree with you on that one. Now I, I just want to. Oh, go ahead. Interject here because you said it's a spell. And again, Mm -hmm. like a year ago, I told Alex, I said, I feel like there is a spell happening. Like once I started waking up more, Mm -hmm. I said, I feel a spell. Mm -hmm. It's like this huge spell being put on everyone. And it's like they're putting a Mm -hmm. curtain in front of us and they're showing us what they want to see. And so I actually did a counter spell <laughs> and I was, I put Good it back on them. Interesting. Tell me uh, about that. So yeah. basically I got different herbs. It's like this whole process. And so, um, I go through this process and 
I basically take the energy that is being put on myself and my family and I reflect it back like a mirror and I shine it back on them so they cannot affect us. And that is when I really started like seeing more and being more awake to things. And it was like, I was like, there is a spell. I can feel it. It's like, I can see it. And I was like, so I did a reversal and I put it back on them. You're a seer. You're, you are. Oh yeah. I am. Um, you're a seer. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I hate labels, but, um, like people are like, Oh, you're a layer, but I'm just, no, 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 no. I'm saying, cause people say like, Oh, you're psychic. And I'm just like, I don't like labels. I, like I'm an empath. I guess I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, um, claircognizant, but it's just like, I'm just me, but it's just like, I was like, there is a spell. And the fact that you said that, it's just like, yep. Just It feels like that to me. And it feels like the spell is breaking with awareness. You know, the moment, I think, the moment enough wake up, the moment, mm-hmm. and I think we are. I think, I think many people at this time, we're thinking thoughts, we're asking questions that I don't think our parents were capable of. Yeah. I don't um, think our grandparents were capable of. We are privy to the amount of information that we are. We can see the patterns through the long arm of history. Oh, actually, the short arm of history. I think history is kind of all fake. I'm with you <laughs> on that, 100%. You know, we could file yes. on that. We could file oh, on geez. that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, we could talk forever. For many, for many hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, long story short, I think that we are able to see that now in a way that we've never been able to see before and so we can kind of see the illusion happening and happening below us mm-hmm. around us we, we you, you can feel the spell yeah. and I, I see people asking questions like just just I just I'm, I'm I'm aware because of how I'm positioned and the kind of information that I'm putting out when I started talking about the things that I'm talking about it was to it was crickets. It was, it was, I got a little, you know, the John Monet kind of got some, got some stuff, but I went from like five and went from like five people to 500 people. And then I went from 500 people to maybe a thousand people, but it, it was still a very, very small audience of of who I was able to, to reach. And, and and very few people got, got it. Very few people. But now I have, I have like so many people that are like, because of everything we've seen this year and how kooky this 2020 year was, how, how just, I think that it just allowed us to go, wait a second, like, this isn't right. Like, things are just, things aren't adding up. Things just don't make sense. There's all these things happening that are on TV, but I'm not seeing them. And I'm not really seeing it play out in my real life, but, like, it, the world's seemingly on fire, but my world's fine. I don't really know yeah. how to, you know, to assess that. This fracturing of, of our understanding, I think, has allowed us to be in a position to ask all these questions for the first time ever. And we're like, wait a second. And, and the, I think that if we, just reach a, a a even a small like tip the, the idea of a tipping point. You don't need a a majority to reach a, a powerful tipping point. Yeah. You you can you can make a, a, an entire global change, a global tip with like ten percent of awareness. You know, ten percent of people can make a, a change for the rest of the ninety. Or even I, I've read I've read really f- amazing um, things on the same concept, but that one percent of consciousness. One person of consciousness can change the addition, the, the remaining 99, can shift wow. the remaining 99. And I think that that is kind of why I remember back in the day with like the Wall Street thing, how like the 1%, mm-hmm. yeah. how they kept telling us that like how the 1%, like the elite, the elite of the elite of the elite. I think that they were kind of like driving our attention away from how 
powerful the idea of one percent of us like not elites yeah not them not the untouchables not the not the elon musks and bill gates of the world you know these characters of fascination yeah but us like one percent of of human consciousness i think is is beyond like is like can can move mountains i I truly i truly believe and i think we're i think we're getting there that's amazing i think we're like getting online together in a way yeah whether we realize it or not i think we're getting online together. i I sure hope so yeah because (laughs) i did a tarot reading for 2021 and basically like what you're saying is going along with the stuff i was getting basically like right now people are asleep they're not seeing things for what it is but they're going to start to wake up and with that, the balance is going to shift. And wow. yeah, I see it. I see it as a, as a tilted chessboard. The yeah. balance is going to shift, but then we need to work on our inner balance. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's going to be a lot of struggle because people who are evolving and seeing, there are going to be people around them who can't, and you have to let go. And you just kind of, yeah, and it's going to be difficult. It's going to be difficult. But just with everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, my God, this is like, this is what I've been saying. You're, you're saying what I've predicted. And it's just like, we're tapped into this is great. We're tapped into some source. Yeah. I don't even think this is my, but it's, I don't even feel like this is my, I feel like I'm just, I'm. I'm absorbing it's this. about the collective um, it's about becoming yeah, it's one with the collective where you're tapped into it and everyone's mm-hmm. going to get there at a different level but that's ultimately that's why you have to find balance because you can't tap in and help balance the collective if you're unbalanced and that's kind yeah. of the end it game did take me I would say the last five years of my life last six 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 years six seven years <laughs> the last stretch of my life has been uh, a dynamic shift. I started. I started a yoga practice about six years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a huge change in my life. Yeah. I cut out sugar. That was a gigantic change in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I started just to see those two changes. Kind of like allowed me to see. They kind of allowed me to take my mind away from some really horrific, like uh, kind of addictive behaviors. Like I was addicted to sugar. I didn't even know, but I was since I was a kid. I just had yeah. no idea. Yeah. Um, and it allowed me to, I started meditating. I, my, my brain was allowed to, to, I had more space for stuff in my brain because I wasn't always thinking about things that were going on in the background and have like a lot of these background facilities, always, this RAM, yes. this random access memory in my brain going towards like, when's my next little sugar fix or whatever? Yeah. Like, it's weird. It's weird yeah. how that was working. I didn't even realize. I, I had no idea. And so I feel like, I feel like unwrapping myself from certain things, like, I don't think I would be here either if I hadn't made those cognitive, you know, those choices five years ago. It was a journey. It was a journey of take of untethering myself from, you know, processed food and garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. Sure. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not just the food that we put into our bodies. It's the information that we put into our minds. It, and what we, if we are only taking in, you know, poor, poor, if we have poor eating habits, we're going to manifest that physically and, mm-hmm. and we're going to have a, you know, not going to, we're going to feel sluggish. We're not going to feel our best. We're yeah. not going to look our mm-hmm. best, all those things. Same thing with the information that we're feeding into our brains. If it's, if it's garbage information, which is kind of like the Everywhere. public educational system. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, public education does not yield an educated public. Unfortunately, yeah, it's a you fact. Know, I feel like we're also like the way we are even able to think 
is garbage. Like we're not able, we don't even, we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We're not, we're not making connections that we just don't realize are right in front of us. Yes. We're asleep at the wheel essentially. Mm-hmm. And that was me as well for, I would say the first 30 years of my life. I'm 35, about to be 36. I probably shouldn't say that on podcast. I'm I'm 40. It's okay. (laughs) I wouldn't go back. I love every, I love every second of it. I would never go back one second, but, um, it's interesting because yeah, like I, I would never want to do my, my twenties again. I would never want to be that person again. I was so asleep. I had no idea what was going. I did. I didn't even have real, I don't even know what that person thought. I I don't even know her. I don't even know what she was up to. I, she wasn't thinking, (laughs) I, I had no idea what my thoughts were back then. It took all this time. Like now, I have pers- like real thoughts. I think that come from within. I'm, I don't just have opinions on other people's thoughts. I I feel like I have unique points of view, which took me a long time to get here. But I think that that's what we're all kind of discovering is like mm-hmm. our yeah. own internal, our voice, our own light, shining mm-hmm. our own light in the brighter. And like the more you have your internal, like my light feels like it's shining really bright right now with human vibration. It's like allowed me to like. I feel like I'm like, it's all I am. is kind of like this torchlight and people kind of find me, you know, they're like, it's awesome. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I, I think it's a cool, I'm glad that I live in this, this space and time. I never really felt like I fit in, but I do feel like this is the perfect space and time for me to like be here because mm-hmm. of the technology and how I grew up as like an, an a, a no internet kid and then an internet kid and kind of learned it and did that whole thing and really yeah. learned yeah. The technology and was fascinated with computers and all that stuff kind of led me to it's a journey. We all have our own specific journey sure. yes. and we mm-hmm. learn things along the way. Yeah. Absolutely. Now I kind of interrupted cause you were going to talk about JFK. Oh geez. Well you brought up Jackie. <gasps> oh, Yes. What would you like to talk about with your I loved her yeah. face. Loved her. <laughs> well, that see, that was like my first conspiracy. And I've always been curious. And uh, mm-hmm. like I come from, for 20 years of my life, I was uh, a professional wrestler. So that right there, I was involved in essentially deceiving people, right? Because I was yeah, playing tricks. a character. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And seeing how that world works and everything that goes into that and putting on a show for people and making people suspend their disbelief. Mm. Even before I got into that world, it always fascinated me, but I was always fascinated with JFK and that assassination. For whatever reason, something about it, and just the the whole Lee Harvey Oswald thing, it never made sense to me. Uh, I saw Oliver Stone's movie. The magic bullet. Yeah, exactly. I saw that movie, and that just got the wheels turning. So ever since I was, I don't know, 11 years old, I've been into conspiracies and just went down all those rabbit holes. Yeah. Now, with the JFK thing, recently I started thinking, you know, what if, what if the whole thing was just bullshit? It was all made up. Like, why? There's a million different theories. I've got, I can show you a stack of books in my basement all about it, just different people with different theories and everything. And I just started thinking, what if he, what if he never existed? What if this was all bullshit? Like all of history is bullshit. Like I've been thinking that a lot lately. Like, I and I we teach our kids this too. Look, you can see what's in the book, you can learn it. It's okay, but question it because were you there? Was I there? I wasn't there. I didn't witness it. I just know what somebody told me or wrote in a book. It's just one oh, person's I story. I love this. Yeah. So the JFK thing, once I started going, you know, I bet you the guy didn't even exist or, you know, the whole thing was just made up. Like, I, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. 
and and then after I started having these thoughts, all of a sudden I'm seeing online. I don't know if it was on your feet, some something I saw online, and it was a picture of the Kennedy family, and he's on the perimeter, and he just looked fake to me. Went, like a ghost. Yeah, he looks like, like a ghost. He looks like he's sticking out. I think that was. I think that was one of mine. Was I that one of yours? That image before. Um, I have posted that image, the family photo where JFK literally looks separate. He yeah. looks like he was photoshopped in. Yeah. And that's not the only. That's not the only example of that. We, we, if you really start diving into the to the fo- the photography element of the JFK family. JFK, the president, the future president, is always on the periphery. He's always like just kind of like etched in. Like he's always yeah. kind of like on the edge or on the you know outskirts or kind of like like between two people, like but behind them. And he just like his head's poking over. You know? Right, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's interesting how he, if you really look at, at the, the family photos, how he he appears to be insert, inserted in. And I think that that is a hallmark. You talk about these people not existing. Well, before we like just totally rule out, you know, JFK not existing, one of the things that I like to do when I'm looking at these people or whether they're authentic or not is their early life and what that looks like. And the hallmark of these people's early life is that the photos just don't really exist. The photos, if they do exist, they look digitally altered in some way. There's, there seems to be some sort of gaping hole in the explanation of their early life. Like a lot of celebrities I've noticed one celebrity in particular, I'm kind of fascinated with Tom Hanks. I think that he's just a character. I don't think that he really exists. And his entire early life is explained away in these really complicated things about his family always moving and being really poor. And he never, he kept to himself and he never made any friends and he went to college, but he never saw anybody because he spent all of his time in the dark movie theater. And it's just like, all of these things are, are, are positioned to make it seem like he was this like mysterious guy with an artist, but really what it's doing is pre-explaining why nobody has any record of this person ever existing, why he has no friends going like, Oh, Hey, I went to school with so-and-so or like yeah. that very similar thing to the John Bonet case. Like that's something that I really began to notice in a hallmark of the John Bonet case is, is the world around her really didn't exist. Like there was no friends, available yeah. or around going i went to school with john benet you right. know like yeah nobody said you know it, it, it was uh you'd think in the time of instant celebrity there would be people coming out of the word work to go i was in a pageant with john benet and her dad was a creep and her brother was a creep and her mom was a creep and you know you you never saw any of that national inquirer yeah you know? exactly and you just you just don't make sense it's all these like weird it's just all these like weird child molesters that they find that it's like this it's gonna be this guy that sure did, did you know did the thing and, yeah. and yeah. then it just turns remember that john mark carr that ridiculous john mark carr guy with the john benet ramsey he was that really weird looking alien he looked like an alien yeah that weird like, yes yeah i know what you're weird talking about twist you know they, they just roll out yeah silly stupid they just roll out ridiculous yeah. stuff every once in a while. I swear it's just to make fun of people. And, you know, it's just kind of kind of to throw it in your face. Like, <laughs> what what are they going to buy now? Kinda, you know? Kind of a fuck, it's kind of a fuck you. Kind yeah. Fuck you That's what it feels good. like. Yeah. But back to the JFK. Okay, so JFK, what I find so interesting about, um, is about the assassination itself is the improbability of it, first and foremost. The improbability of the magic bullet going through his head, hitting other people, coming back around, doing the whole thing. Um... The Zapruder film is really interesting because it's obviously been manipulated. Yeah. 
so I really used to fascinate on, I used to like be fascinated about that. But to your point, what I have come, all of this stuff is so wild and so wacky, but what I have come to understand is that none of it is real. None of it is, and there was, nobody was in Dealey, the, the parade route around that time, around or going through that section of Dallas, going down that very specific place, the, in front of the book repository, depository where he got shot on Dealey Plaza, Grassy Knoll. That's like a court, that was a quartered off, quartered off, portion of the parade route nobody was there nobody was on that portion nobody was actually there it was completely sectioned off just like sometimes these like antifa zones that are like <laughs> yeah you know that we can't see that they're you know they're, they're, they're like blockaded like if you even wanted yeah. to go as a general public you, like, you can't go see where these zones are you can't see what's going on but we're shown something that's happening in that zone and usually it's like something pretty like you know fiery or whatever right yeah so if you think about um if you think about the grassy knoll in that sense and you actually watch the zapruder film one thing that you notice is the people in the background of the zapruder film do not react to the gunshot they don't duck for cover. They don't like dive onto their loved one. Mm-hmm. They just, they're watching as if a, a, a picnic, as if they're having a picnic and a parade is taking, taking place in front yeah. of them. Not one person in the Zapruder film footage at the time of the gunshot, which would have actually sounded prior to the head exploding, which looks like a pumpkin head exploding, by <laughs> yeah. the way. It looks like a complete fabric. It doesn't look like a real human being. Yeah. So people would have been doing like these types of motions. People would have been moving. People would have been darting. You would have been ducking for the person, their loved one next to them. You would have seen that reaction from the Turning their head maybe? Like what was that? Something. Yeah, anything. The president's been shot. But everyone is like, everyone's just kind of like, like frozen in space. Yeah, exactly. This is what you see. This is what you see. Like people just kind of like standing there. There's no reaction from the crowd. Um, and I've been down a lot of those rabbit holes. I, you know, from the Zapruder film, I had c- concluded not too long ago, like two years ago, before I woke up, woke up, I thought that Jackie did it. I thought that she pulled the bullet underneath his his thing because it kind of looks like that. She like bends over, she wraps her arms around him before the explosion, before his head explodes. She wraps her arms around him and then his head, his head explodes. It kind of looks like she pulls the fire shot from underneath mm. his thing. I was like, that's what it, you know. Yeah. So I've, I've dissected it from a million different ways, but I have finally come to, I've landed on a vantage point. I feel like where you, Alex, are at, where it it's almost as if all of these stories, all of these plot lines that have been laid out for us are simply bear traps for us to get caught into. And yeah. we need to be above it. We need to be, we need to be climbing, swinging from the trees above the bear traps on the ground. We mm-hmm. need to be above all of this. And in order to do that, you have to see it from a different way. You have to see it from a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. And my perspective is JFK didn't get shot that day because JFK, JFK wasn't actually a exactly. real person. This person JFK does not exist. Yeah. In your head. It, sounds, it sounds so weird to say because he's the president of the fucking United States. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah. But, if you follow me on Twitter, like this is not, I say that stuff all the time. <laughs> I question politics. I believe every politician operating on the federal level globally is a puppet. I don't, I don't trust any, I don't trust yeah. any politician operating on, on the <laughs> public global stage on that level. State and local politicians, mm-hmm. we, your city councilmen, they exist. 
sure. I'm not questioning city councilman number nine. You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> he doesn't look a robot. No. <laughs> but uh, it's it's the federal politics that I don't believe in. I don't believe in the, the politics, the 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 the, the government that, that because countries themselves don't really exist. These territories, these terrains, these uh, these these these. None of that really exists. It's all just like these constructs, and so I think it's like a, it's like house, house of cards built on sand, and it appears very powerful, and it appears very all-encompassing, and it appears very uh, shady. You know, like I think all conspiracies really share one thing, and that's to prove the government is big and powerful and mighty and scary. You know, yeah. like all these conspiracies just point to a powerful government. Right. Which is why I think the conspiracy theories themselves are their own psyop. Because ultimately, I believe that the powers that be, quote unquote, are See, not. I call them the powers that want to be. I don't yes, give the them that. <laughs> I don't give Bingo. them that. I, I call them the powers that yep. want to be because I'm not going to give them that power. They want it, and we have it. Like, and we have. So we manifest. Human beings manifest. And I think what they try to do is control our manifestations so they can have that power and that control. They do. They're the Yeah, exactly. They're the powers that want to be. You can use that. (laughs) I love it. I will. I love it. It's exactly right. It speaks speaks so truly to what it is. They don't have it. Don't give them that. Don't give it to them. And the only, you know, it's by hook or by crook. And I believe that we can't, they can't harm us. I believe that the power is that they can, they can only, they cannot harm us. They can only deceive us into believing that we have been harmed. And then they can only manipulate us into harming ourselves or others. Mm-hmm. Because Agreed. they can do that. Yes. We can, they can manipulate us into making some pretty self-detrimental decisions that will, will harm us, will harm our fellow man, mm-hmm. will harm things, space and time around us. Yes. But I think a lot of the things that, that are presented as our biggest threats, like nuclear proliferation, nuclear war, uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's a no go. I think that's a no go. I'm I with you on that, that too. That's just a fairy tale. I think that is just a, a bedtime story that we are told so that we will stay asleep. Yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna do what they can to tuck mm-hmm. us in. You know, comfy, cozy. You know, we are asleep. We're, we're, we are sleep walking. Yeah. We're sleep walking. I think what's difficult yeah. is there are people who just don't want to wake up. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder if, you know, this kind of goes into another conversation about like the idea of simulation theory, non-player characters, all mm-hmm. these things. You mm-hmm. know, I do kind of wonder, and, and this is really the first year of my life that I've encountered other awake people. I'm so thankful to be connecting with you on for so mm-hmm. many reasons. I, truly. It I, goes both ways. Th- Absolutely. These are conversations that I was not capable of having prior to starting a Twitter. That's why I started Twitter is because yeah. I was desperate mm-hmm. to have, have these types of conversations. <laughs> and now I'm having these with lots of fun people and with you guys and beautiful, beautiful people. You guys are amazing. Your thoughts, you're expanding my mind as we're talking about this. But it's like, it's just so interesting how I feel like we, we are kind of arriving at these, 
we're, we're like coming, we're all coming together. We're kind of getting there in our own ways and our own vehicles. Yeah. And ideas are vehicles, like a train of thought. You know, you, you grasp an idea, yeah. like a, almost like a, almost like a rope out of here. You know, I feel like, and you know, to, to, and then climbing, like the idea of a ladder, like the, the ladder of knowledge, yeah. I feel like ideas can be trans transportative, can transport yeah. us into, uh, into new realms, into new ideas. And it's interesting that we're all kind of arriving at this space, this newfound understanding, but we're all kind of getting there through our own, our own path, yeah. our own journey, our own modes of transportation, our own thoughts, our own ideas. I love it. I love that we have crossed paths at this yes. particular time because it was, it had to be this time. It couldn't have been before. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it works time. out. For me, like what you just said, it resonates so much because I personally kind of went through like, oh, okay, I am me, but I'm going to build my wall and protect myself because I can't be me. And I've brought that wall back down and trying to reach out to people I've never fit in. And, you know, we've talked about on the show, I've just never really had a lot of friends. I just never fit in. And the harder I tried to fit in, it was like the worst. It, it got worse. Yes. Yeah. And the more I just say, fuck it and let me be myself, the more I start connecting with other people yeah. and I it's not our it's not your fault it's not yeah. our fault we're told not to be ourselves we're basically told to hide to, sh to not shine our light yeah. we're told to mm -hmm. not be ourselves we're told to fake it till we make it like Even, that's supposed to be yeah. a good thing as an adult I, and again this was a previous episode we talked about uh, you know I would talk about like I would go to work and I'm always happy and I find the bright side to everything and it's like happy Monday and people are like I just can't deal with you right now like I'm the asshole <laughs> and I used to get so hurt by that thinking what's wrong with me that I'm just trying to be a good person and happy and then it's like you realize it's like because we're on different vibrations and they're on a different path than me and we're just not connecting and that's okay and so it's like finally this year I was like when something like that happened I was like I just don't care like I truly yeah. don't care you do you you be you and you it feels great that storm cloud yeah but me. but the more <laughs> the more I get like that the more it's like it that connection with the right people start happening mm -hmm. so like the hey we're on the same frequency with things and it it's just you have to be true to yourself. You can't worry what other people think of you and you have to do what feels right and go with your thing. And that is when like your light, your like your light lights yeah. the path for you and you find others. Yeah, I totally, I agree. I agree with that so, so much. You don't even understand how much I, I resonate <laughs> with that. And I, I believe that we are, our journey in life is to find that point where the person that we are born to be mm -hmm. and the person that we are living as meet. Mm -hmm. And I, I finally found that point in my life yeah. just recently. And I have been living in that point and it has been the most beautiful expression of my life to, to this day is like yeah. finding that. And it feels just like, just like to you too. I had a really hard time connecting with people. I always felt like I was, not quite my energy was not quite met by the people around me but I was very self-conscious about that and so like I wasn't even having like a pure energy experience for myself because I was always like it was it was negative like my yeah. energy even though like I have a joyous 
thing about me, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a joyful person. I also was carrying around a lot of internal, just like negativity because I was so self-conscious about the yeah. whole thing. And so I couldn't even be me. I couldn't even be like real. And it took this exploration through human vibration. It took like me, like finding my voice. And then I was able to kind of take a little bit of that confidence that I was ex- finding through conversations that I was having on, you know, through Twitter. I was able to take a little bit more of that each day into my quote unquote real life, which I'm realizing like my real self is more human vibration than it is like this person that I will quote unquote live for 30 plus years. Yeah. I am actually more this avatar that I've created yeah. <laughs> year than I am, you know, a 30, my, my meat suit for 30 plus years. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's interesting how we find ourselves, how we allow ourselves to be found. And I, you know, I'm, I'm finally, I, I love that you said the not fitting in. I felt that. I felt that for a long time, but it wasn't, it's, it's, it's in the vibration. Our vibration truly does. Our vibe attracts our tribe. It sounds so silly and so simple, but it is so I true. Like that. Yeah. It, it, we are, we are finding, and it goes both ways. You know, when we're living down, when we're living a, a lower vibration state, yeah. you're going to find people, you're going to, you're going to find people that are on that, that yeah. downward spiral with you. And you're just going to, hold hands and go down faster sure. you know mm-hmm. but when you're when you're, when you're going the other, when the other way the other way is also true when you are living in your high vibration state you're going to attract and, and you're you're going to act as a magnet for people that are on that similar positive energy state positive mm-hmm. vibration and it becomes like a swirling almost like a an ascension of self with others like you and others can go from one understanding of this experience and just through sharing, just through community, just through having conversations like yeah. we are having right now, I feel ascended. I feel, I feel, I feel in a different state right now than I did before our conversation because I feel like I've learned a little bit from you. I feel like we all have puzzle pieces. Yeah. Like you guys have a piece of the puzzle, and we just connected our little pieces of the puzzle, and now I have a bigger, clearer picture of the whole puzzle because we were able to connect. And I think that that is just I'm, that's awesome, and it's magic. I'm so yeah. thankful. Again, you just said something I have said before, um, puzzle pieces. I've tried to explain to people that we are a puzzle. And what happens is as we're growing up, the puzzle gets broken up and it gets smushed back together. So it's together, but it's not fitting right. And it's up to us to put those pieces back in the right spots. And here you go talking about the puzzle pieces and connecting it because it's that I'm getting it from you guys like it's these weird it's, sharing it's things. yes like these yes synchronicities are, are crazy in my life right now like yes we don't believe it exists on, yes but it's not until I started speaking the language of the universe which was which has been just in this past yeah. I've been riding this wavelength I've been I've been, mm-hmm. I've been kind of on this discovery path this path of discovery and like along the way the synchronicities with the people that I've connected with mm-hmm. are so significant. Like yes. almost like we're reading each other's minds. Like yes. We're, we're, we're seeing, we're, we're experiencing the same reality in a different space and time. We're obviously we're in a different space and time, but we're sharing this moment. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm picking up all these, I'm picking up all these things that you're mm-hmm. like, 
laying down without physically saying them out loud. Like I'm, I'm picking up a lot yeah. of your vibrations. And yeah. I feel like we're, we're kind of, we're kindred spirits. And <laughs> That's obviously awesome. you know, this conversation is <laughs> showing that we have a lot of the same types of, of ways of thinking and kind mm-hmm. of like paths and neuro pathways. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, we're very like, beep, beep, beep. but um, <laughs> I think it's, it's I, I think it's cool that a lot of the things that I have said, you look over at Alex and you're yeah. like, I was thinking, I can tell that, I can tell that you're like, I was thinking that, I was thinking that. And it makes me feel like we really are sharing um, this shared consciousness is so obvious. It's so like, forget cell phones, forget the internet. Like we are the intranet. Like we are the interconnected yes. understanding. We are yeah. the collective conscious. We you are got the true it. internet. We are the true worldwide web. We yeah. are the true, the, the, I mean, it is, it is, it is powerful. And once you're able to tap into that, which is just right here, it's not far away. It's not, we're, but we're, but we're just like, we're just slight, like a radio dial yeah. that is just slightly off, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once we're able to tune, to tune into each other, mm-hmm. to tune in, to be in tune with each other, to vibe in tune, to have the similar vibrations, yeah. It's, it's like cool. you have to unplug from the physical, the 3D, unplug from the social media, totally. unplug from the, the news and the TV, yeah, unplug from that and plug into your higher self yeah, to yourself yeah. to yourself and I, one of my ways to do that was was yoga. i mean i used to go if i really think about just that example i used i used to in my previous life i would maybe go to the gym and like plug my earphones into do like an elliptical machine or something uh-huh. and plug my earphones in and watch a, sh- a, a tv show while i was doing like some sort of like a treadmill or whatever mm-hmm. and that would be my workout that i and at no point was i like checking in with myself with my breathing with my higher self with my inner being it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't it, it was meaningless. It was just like, mm-hmm. let me get in there and let me work out and let me get out and go back, do whatever I need to do. Yeah. Very kind of like, just, just, there was no higher purpose to it. And now I traded all that. I haven't been to a gym in, you know, six years. And now I just do yoga and the yoga, the, the workout, like the, the benefit, the, 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 the benefit on the side is having a good workout, but like the, 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 the real, the real, practice is checking in with yourself with your with with who you are where you are how you are what you are when you are you know like the the the, the present moment in the present breath we're taking in is really all that exists Uh and it's everything everything that's ever happened everything that ever will happen everything is happening right now in this present moment and we can either embrace it Uh and really be present with it or we can forget about it and ignore it and plug into our show and forget that, that it's happening at all. Yeah. And the, the more I, the more I started to really plug in and honor my present moment, that put me on the path of awareness. I don't, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this person if I was still going to the gym, plugging into my shows on yeah. whatever Bravo or, you know, whatever. Yeah, right, like, right. I, wouldn't, sure. I, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have presented. I would, my brain would not. I, so I'm very, I'm, I'm thankful I, I started yoga accidentally. Like someone just came to my apartment complex and was like, here, let me show you yoga and then give you a free thing. There's yoga studio down the street. And I was like, okay, Thanks. sure. It was like an angel. An angel said, you need yoga in your life. And I, I don't want to turn this into like a yoga podcast, but um, it's fine. It is, uh, it's all good. You know, it's a, it kind of goes with the spirituality. It's, you know, we are, our, we are, we're, our bodies are very, are special. Like what we do, how we, how we, we are oscillating, we're tuning forks for mm-hmm. the world around us and we hold stress in our body in really incredible ways that we don't realize physical oh, yeah. stress in mm-hmm. the body by stretching by st- simply stretching you can actually relieve emotional stress you don't realize that but like 
there's certain stretches that you can do in yoga where you will you will kind of become overcome with emotion. You'll, you maybe will have a sensation that you want to cry. And it's like, what's happening? Well, it's, it's literally stress leaving your body. Emotional stress that is hiding, that is hiding in these points, in your shoulders, in your hips, and your, and it's leaving the body. And it's like, it's crazy. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're energy beings. We hold yeah. onto these energies, and we, and, and our bodies are, you know, we have a central nervous system. We're basically computers. You know, we're, 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 we're these, we're these, these incredible machines um, that require incredible amounts of energy and focus on incredible amounts of energy. And we just kind of give it away. We give it away every day. We don't even think about it. We get up in the morning and turn on our TVs and open, look, open up our little blue light, special our little phones or black mirrors. And we yep. just go right, we dive right in. Yeah. But we don't think about like, you know, where you don't, I don't even think about, I don't even do as much as I talk about it. I don't, you know, sometimes in the morning I just get up and look at my phone. I don't think like, Am I centered? You know, am yeah. I, how am I feeling yeah. today? You know, I, I don't even do it, but I recognize that I have so much more. There's, it's cool. Like I'm not at the end of the road. I have so much more growth yeah. and discovery ahead of me. Right. Which is a cool, which is a cool thing. Yeah. That is it's awesome. Cool, it's a cool time to be alive. It's a cool time to be alive. I think. Oh, I, I agree. No way. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So you mentioned you get up in the morning and you look at your phone. So I have to ask, um, because, it made me think when I get up, the first thing I do is think about my dreams. And I was wondering with how over the past year, especially with everything changed, has that affected your dreams at all? It has. It has affected my dreams. I wish I had a better relationship with my dreams at the moment. I have this weird recurring dream where I'm stuck on this, like I'm trying to get somewhere. I have this like every single night I'm having the same dream where I'm trying to get to a very specific point. Mm-hmm. I'm always missing my, fl- I'm always like running to the airport, missing my flight. I'm always on the thing, but missing the thing, whether it's a planes, trains, or automobiles, doesn't matter what mode of transportation it is. I'm always like just missing the, the, the thing. Yeah. And I'm always like, or even if I finally get, there have been dreams where I finally get on the boat or get on the train or get on, in the car, but then like another calamity happens and I'm, you know, I'm missing another, it's like, Oh God, I can't like, even once I get on this thing. And so it's, it's weird that I, I don't, the, the recurring aspect of this, I don't know if it's something is a, is a direct relation to this past year, which has just been kind of crazy. And mm-hmm. I am, tr- I'm trying to work a lot of things out in my life because recurring dreams aren't necessarily something that are a hallmark of me either. And so it's like the one notable, notable d- difference that I'm having in, in the, in this past year is not, I would say like more vivid dreams, but it's just this damn recurring dream that I cannot seem to 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 get rid of is this like this this, you need to figure out what the dream is telling you I know I'm trying to go somewhere I'm trying to do something I'm trying to I'm trying to get somewhere in my dream but I don't Mm -hmm. know what the destination is and the mo and I try all different ways I'm trying planes I'm trying trains (laughs) I'm trying cars I'm trying bicycles but it's I'm not I'm not ever and it, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because like, there's no more information really about it other than the struggle of trying to get there. You know, it's like, I have no awareness of like, even in my dream when I know like this is the same fucking dream. I'm not like, okay, well, what are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you trying to, yeah. why are you trying so hard? You know, it's interesting how, how little awareness I have. And I, um, I used to, 
I haven't done it in a long time, but I love the idea or I love the, the, the capacity for lucid dreaming when you realize that you're dreaming in uh-huh. a dream. And I, um, I, I, I can do that and I can get there. Uh-huh. And it happens you know, once in a blue moon. It's not an everyday occurrence. And I can't totally control it, but I do love the moment where you're like, I'm dreaming. And then I try to like stop people. I always try to like look around and go, okay, who's, we're dreaming like like we're in a dream right now you know i'm always yeah. trying to like wake other people up as soon as i realize that i'm in the dream yeah i'm like looking around seeing who else i can wake up and in doing that i kind of wake wake my i, I kind of like wake up like mm-hmm. wah, 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 you know because <laughs> i'm like trying to shout at everybody to wake up with me it's but um it's funny you say that because when i lucid dream i'm usually like Okay, I don't like this. We're stopping. Nope, this is what's going to happen. Do you try to control it? Like, I do. You never be like, okay, well, I do. This is what I want to do in my dream. I, yeah. I wish I, I, yeah, I wish I could get there because I would love to do all, all sorts of adventures. If I could just like do choose my own adventure in a dream once I realize I'm lucid dreaming and then be like, okay, here I am in the Serengeti. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I, I, I do. I would love to totally control it. You're going to laugh. So <laughs> one dream I had. <laughs> Because I dream about zombies a lot. And zombies. oh my gosh, yes. Like brains? Like yes. Like, oh, yeah. I never had that zombie. So <laughs> like the house I grew up in, I was there and all these zombies were coming in and I was starting to get scared and I thought, no. And I was like, stop. This isn't, this isn't how it's going to be. And all of a sudden, like, I was like, no, we're going to have fun with this. And then they were <gasps> awesome and we were hanging out and having fun. I was like, because I, I started I feeling scared and I was just like fuck no this is my dream and I'm not gonna let this happen and it was just the coolest thing because and people like talk about like oh I want to talk and ask like what are you doing here what does this mean and I'm just like getting my popcorn and I'm just like what do we have tonight and we can do that in our lives too yeah we can we can do that in our lives we can take it and go all this stuff that I think is so scary and that is presenting to me as scary you know, we're, we're kind of living a waking dream. If you just take in what you're told, you're, you're dreaming. You're, yeah. you're, 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 you're being fed a dream spell. You're mm-hmm. under a spell. You're yeah. under a dream It's spell. hypnotism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I've got this yeah, weird yeah, recurring dream too where... Um, recurring dream? Recur- yeah, recurring dream? I've got a very... Yeah. And this one I've been having for, geez, years where yeah. I, I run... And it just wherever on the street, wherever I, I can run, and when I want to, just randomly, I w- I can jump, and I can jump really high where I'm up above the tree lines, and I'm just wow. like running in midair, and then I get so high, and, and it's weird. I can control it, but it's it's very weird. Like I feel like I'm trying to control being up in the air and getting myself to come back down. And when I come back down, I don't land on my feet. I land on all fours and I'm kind of like running on my hands and my feet, almost like kind of like a, a bear or a tiger runs kind of like that. Yeah. And then I can, if people are around, I will get back onto both feet and run and then jump up again. And I'm just flying up over the trees. Just, it's, it's the weirdest dream. That's going to serve you in your ascension somehow. I have a, I have, one of my dreams, one of my superpower dreams is I can breathe underwater. I had this experience where all of a sudden I'm underwater and I'm had this like, I'm like, oh no, oh no. And then all of a sudden, I, I remember this, I remember, no, you can breathe underwater. Like, like it always happens in the dream. And then, and then I take my first breath. And so I think that in, in whatever ascension experience I'm going to have, I think that breathe, I think that the being submerged in water is going to be part of my story, but I always have to remember that my 
all I have to do, I, you, you got it. You can breathe. You can breathe underwater. And maybe, so, you know, who knows what, who knows what this, this realm really is, but yeah. there's a reason you know, we cannot choose our dreams. We can't choose them. We just can't, we can't, we cannot choose our dreams and we can't choose our gifts, whatever mm-hmm. we're gifted with. We can't choose it. And so there's something very special about our dreams and the fact that, you know, we're all haunted with like super hyper specific dreams that are custom tailored to our physical form as well. Like our, like our experiences and our physical form and our bodies and our, and our, and our emotions, our emotional states, Mm -hmm. our true, our true selves, you know, our dreams. I think, you know, I, I think dreams are, are, the dreams and deja vu i would they're so misunderstood like nobody can figure out dreams or deja vu i love it because everybody has it everybody has dreams everybody has these deja vu experiences Mm -hmm. but we cannot for the life of us like explain (laughs) what is going on yeah either of them really i mean there's a million sleep studies but nobody can really figure out dreams Mm -hmm. you know Yeah. yeah You I have think, deja vu all the time. Oh my gosh! She's all a, the she time. always has deja vu, and yeah. so what, what, uh, and it's from what dreams. Do you feel? What do you feel? Do you feel it in your in your body, like in yes. your stomach? Or so yeah. uh-huh. I dream about things because I remember my dreams, and it's yeah. always like really. It's never anything really cool. It's always random stuff, mm-hmm. and so it'll be like before I take a job somewhere, I'm working somewhere and I'm like, oh, I had this weird dream and I'm like in this weird office and like a computer and there's this woman there talking to me. And then fast forward three years later and I'm there and I'm in that moment and it's like, it's like this weird shock in my body and it's like, like, like a little buzzer, you know, like the little, um, when you shake somebody's hand, they have the little buzzer, that vibration. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like that, like in my gut and just like throughout my body and it hits me. And there have been times where I'm actually like, so-and-so's going to walk by and hand me a paper and it happens and I'm calling it and I'm just like, I'm not fucking crazy because I just called this. I, I, um, yeah, I, I, I have a similar experience with a precognition, premonition, where I will experience a place, an mm-hmm. ex- a, a, a scene, so to speak, before it happens, and then it just happens exactly as that, and I just have to watch it and go, like, it could freak me out, but I, I'm used to it now, and, um, or, like, I'll check in on someone, and I'll mm-hmm. say a very specific thing, I'll, and, and they're like, I can't believe you just said that because someone else, like someone else just sent me this and, and like, it'll connect. Like, it's almost like I get like a, like, an, I'll have these like feelings of like, oh, I need to reach out to this person or I need to, 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 to do this very specific thing. I don't, yeah. I don't even know why, but I'm going to, I just feel called to do it. Yeah. And then it usually is received or responded to with, it's so weird that you did that because I was doing this and it's almost like, it's almost like through space and time, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm getting this signal, almost this like magnetic, uh, draw drawing, this magnetic, um, field that I'm picking up on, you know, and, um, other people are picking up on and and it doesn't even have to do with proximity because it's like Twitter stuff too. Like I'll, like I'll have these synchronicities and, and, um, like someone will be researching like stuff, something for me, or I'll be researching something for someone. And I will like, we'll be talking about something very specific. And then the next minute it's like, the first thing that, that comes up in my news article is something like, like that is exactly what we've been talking about. And it makes <laughs> me feel like the machines just listen, just like 
hanging out listening yeah. to what I'm saying all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, listening we, as if, like, my stuff is important. Yeah, no, but it is because, like, we'll, re- we'll record a podcast and then we'll air it. And then that same week, other podcasts talking about the same thing. And it's like, we stuff. didn't know. It's not like we planned this. No, nope, you can't plan it. It's, 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 it's in the air. It's yes. in the ether. It's in the air. People mm-hmm. say that that's, it's the Bader-Meinhof illusion, frequency illusion. I don't believe that. I don't mm-hmm. think it has anything to do with an illusion. I think that it really is the, the, the world seems to be really big, but I think the world is really small. And I think your awareness like brings things closer to yeah. you. And so you really are inviting these things into mm-hmm. your life. It's not just that you learn about something and then see it everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that you become aware and interested in something. And then you mind becomes a magnet for that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And you draw that thing into your life. And that can be good and that can be bad. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can draw some good things in real life. We can talk about things in real life. Sure. But yeah. um, I think it's interesting to share synchronicities with others. That's when yes. they really start becoming freaky is when you, um, is when, cause you can experience a synchronicity on your own with something mm-hmm. that you're looking into and then you see it in your life and you're like, Oh, that's so cool. But then was you're like sharing a synchronicity with someone else. Like, did you, did you see that too? You know, it's almost like this confirmation that yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm not crazy. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But am I, you know, maybe yep. a little bit, you know, maybe I'm a little bit. That's okay. I'm it's the fun kind of crazy. crazy. Yeah. I'm just a little sprinkle, sprinkle crazy. Which is fine. I'm not happy with that. It's, it's a fun kind though. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps things interesting. Yes. Absolutely. That's awesome. Thank you so much for yeah. taking oh, the time oh, to come on to our show. This was awesome. This was so much fun. We're going to have to do this again. Yes. For sure. I would sure. love to. Yeah. Yes. I would love to. I, Absolutely. I, you know, I would love to hear, to see what, you know, your audience thinks about kind of these types of discussions and whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll, I'll talk about anything. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, awesome. I just love the way your brain works too. It's very rare that I interact with people that can even question the, the narrative of JFK and not just even question the narrative of JFK, but question the, the, the constitution of JFK. Uh, we think he's it. not real. I, I mean that to <laughs> me now for real for real. And yeah. I never know when I'm going on a podcast that the level of, uh, of, uh, I wouldn't even, it's not intelligence. It's not, it's not, um, it's just some I want to say wavelength. It's, to dis- it's a disbelief. It's an ability to suspend the, the, the what the accepted narratives and yeah. the accepted beliefs yeah. and just kind of play outside, play in the, 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 the corners that don't get played in. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's fun. And, and, and it's it's um it's rare. So I, I love that you have created a space and you both of you have created a space to allow me to talk about some of the things that I talk about, which are kind of out there. And um, for, for meeting me, not just halfway, but like, like giving me, giving me so much to, <laughs> to, to, to build upon and to, to work on, uh, to think about for, you know, moving forward. I'm, I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Awesome. No, thank you. Sure. You are on the right path. Please yes. keep doing Hopefully. what you are yeah. doing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks guys. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mind blown. Mind blown. Just a wow. Kind of like fake JFK's head. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, too soon. Yeah. I I mean, and that's yeah, that's actually something that I forgot to mention uh, when we were when we were talking, uh, and and we actually we had the pleasure of of speaking for like another a half hour, forty five minutes yeah. after we after we were done the interview, and just great great conversation. One of the things that I forgot to mention was with the whole JFK thing, they, uh, President Trump, D- 
declassified a bunch of the documents, mm. but there were some documents that he didn't declassify. There was so they didn't do a full declass. There was still some stuff that was missing, and there was still stuff that was really heavily redacted. So I wonder if, I wonder yeah. if they even have that there. You know what I mean? That that yeah, this was all just a big op, a big psyop on everybody. Is that even something that that the government would even keep record of? Do you think? Do you think they just put black bars to make it look like there's something there when there's nothing there? It could very well be. Who knows? It's it's, I don't know. It's a, it's a it's but that's something to think about too. Like, do these these people that are carrying out these operations that are doing these things do they keep records of it? It makes you think. Like, well, yeah, you would think that they would. For you know their people in the know I would to think have maybe they reference w- points for things, but it makes you wonder. You know, if they did, I don't think that's where they would keep it in like government files. I think it would it's be in the somewhere. Vatican somewhere in the basement of the, the Vatican. Ba- basement of the Vatican. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that was that was something that I uh, I forgot to mention was because there are documents declassified and everything, but there's still portions that were not released. Why? You know, so I don't know, just again on the JFK well, we're, thing, but we're, we're going to have to have her back on because there were oh, so yeah. many other things oh, that we wanted geez. to bring up. And then we totally forgot because we kind of just <sighs> we, got in a conversation. It, it, but you know what? That's the uh, that's, it was great. Though. That's why it was so great. Yeah, because we, you know, I, I jotted some things down. We talked about a couple of things, but well, the conversation goes in a, in a that's when, you know, you're having a great conversation when it can go for as long as it did. And. It, I mean, yeah, some of the stuff we talked about, we, we had planned on asking about, but then other stuff, it, just the conversation went in other directions that were so fascinating that it, it didn't even matter that that stuff didn't come up. And it, yeah. like, again, it's just food for another time, right? It's oh, just, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to have her on again. Just the oh, energy yeah. I was feeling. I was telling her, I feel like my vibration, I'm so excited. I'm My energy is moving so fast. It's like a hummingbird. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the way they flap their wings so fast. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I'm just like, mm, I'm so excited. Yeah, just a very, very uh, awesome, awesome time. Uh, we hope that you all enjoyed the uh, interview with Jay as well. Just, you know, what a great Great, great, great interview. Yes. Can't say it enough. And yeah. a great person. Like, wow, just a great person. Mm-hmm. Really, really glad that we, we connected. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to speaking to her again more in the future, for yeah. sure. I got to give props to Alex because he was like, I want her on the show. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm like, let's just right. send her a message on Twitter. She, I, I, you know, I had heard her on uh, other podcasts and uh, j- she just seemed, you know, so... Like I just I want to talk to this person, you know. It just, just gave and off that vibe. And what was the podcast then, that you heard her on? Uh, well, she was on uh, Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat mm-hmm. podcast and the uh, Hold Up, Wait a Minute podcast, which has had a lot of great guests on there too that I've discovered. Other people that I'd love to reach out to uh, in the future as well. So, so find her on these podcasts and yeah. like anywhere she's been on a podcast because after we were recording, she was saying like there. Are, it's not always the same thing she's talking about. And there are these different conversations. So go and listen so you can get an opportunity to hear what else she's saying and what else she, she has to say. Just Uh, uh, a lot. Yeah. She just has so much uh, knowledge and the way that she, uh, again, articulates things and some of the ideas that she shares are just very, again, you don't have to agree with them, but I think just getting that perspective, yeah, especially now where everything is so just everybody's, 
negative about you know whatever current events and everything if you're buying into all that crap I, I think it's just a refreshing point of view and it's just uh, i mean it for me a very welcome point of view and it's just it's pretty cool that we also see things kind of on the same yeah level i i, I and and honestly I, I i was a little and i didn't mention this to to her or to you before but i w- I'll, I'll share it now i was a little intimidated beforehand just because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to be able to hang with this person, you know, talking about some of these things. But uh, I, I feel like we had a, a good conversation. I, I was doing a, mo- a lot of listening and just being like, yep, whoa, okay, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, just so, yeah, uh, I was a little intimidated. I'm not now. I mean, you know, but just what a great, great conversation. So, yeah, I hope. We hope <laughs> that you guys enjoyed it. We hope y'all it. enjoyed it, yeah. Because it was a lot of fun for us. And so. you can follow her on Twitter at Human Vibration. Yes. We'd love to hear from you guys and yes. what you think about everything. Uh, and, and, you know, if you've got any uh, thoughts on some of the stuff that we talked about, and, and we'd love to hear from yeah. you guys. You, you know that. Uh, so you can find follow us on Twitter. At Pod. Uh We are on Minds. Minds. Yes. That's it. Homewrecker Podcast. You can go to our website. Homewreckerpodcast.com. And for you, they can find you. On Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. So that's M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-G-I-S-E-L-E. And I also have an Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique, where I have my Organite and I have tarot readings. I'm actually, I just started offering, it's called Intuitive Guidance Session with Tarot. So it's an hour long session where we just talk and I listen and I pull cards to see what's going on. It's it's very laid back and it's it's actually pretty fun. So if you're interested in that, you can schedule that appointment and you can go to my website, tarotbymonique.com. And there what about you, you, Alex? Why don't you share your info? Uh, yeah. So I'm, whoa, I don't know if anybody heard that, but there was a little bit of static in my ear there. Sorry about that. Yes, I am on Twitter as well. Uh, I'll probably start tweeting a little bit more, but I, I, I told you before, I don't like going on there because I get just sucked in and then it's like, ah, uh, I'm I'm on my darn phone all the time, and I don't like being on my phone Smack all the time. Get out of your yeah. hand. So uh, you can follow me there, though. I am at the Alex Arion, uh, and of course you can go to alexarionfitness.com uh, and check out what I have to offer there. If you're looking to get in shape or anything like that, go on over there and uh, get started. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and actually, I, um, I I never I don't think I've ever mentioned it on the show before, but I have a, a podcast that I do too that I actually just started uh, up recording again. And I started I didn't even think I told you this. Maybe I did. No, I don't know. I don't think I, don't I did. I don't know what you're getting to. I started uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, recording when I finish my walk. I I record for like about ten fifteen minutes just my thoughts and stuff that I'm that I'm thinking about. That is that's, awesome. that's just kind of coming to me as as I'm as I'm doing my backwards walking, and I I will finish my 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 two thousand steps. You're supposed to do two thousand steps, and then I'll pull out my phone, and I'll hit the record button, and I'll just record whatever is whatever I'm thinking about, whatever's coming to me. And I, I think I went about ten minutes yesterday, about fifteen minutes today, or vice versa. 
and out and I'm putting them out on uh out there. I love it. <laughs> I, I, you know, and uh, yeah, so you can find that, and uh, it's the A two G two show with Alex Area. Just put Alex Area on in your podcast search engine, and you'll you'll find it there. So yeah, check that out too. If you if you if you like hearing me, you don't have to, but I if, like hearing you. Oh, well, thank you so much. So yeah, check that out too, and uh, yeah, until next time. Man, I can't get oh, over how awesome this show was. YouTube. Oh, that's uh, right. There we go. And bitch shoot. So that's right. If for if you want to be a watcher, you can find us on YouTube. Righty on bitch shoot. Subscribe and like our videos, please. And if you would be so inclined, give us a five star review on iTunes or wherever you leave reviews for podcasts, please and thank you. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button too. Yeah. That way you know when uh, new stuff comes out when mm-hmm. we get awesome exciting guests or when we're talking about just whatever we want to talk about (laughs) you'll be the first to hear about it and get it if you're subscribing so do Uh that too if you don't mind uh but until next time i'm still like just really so pumped (laughs) until next time i am the golden greek alex arion i've been joined as always by my beautiful lovely look at that smile it's amazing my gorgeous, amazing, tremendous trophy wife, <laughs> the lovely Monique. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast.